0: Hello internet and welcome to the long-awaited return of K-pop shenanigans. I am of course your host Chase Wassener and I am joined by three lovely people that I have not had a chance to podcast with in some time. Uh, So first Kristen how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well I'm very excited to hear everyone's top 10 lists.
0: Yes we are doing a top 10 day and to cover our boy groups, uh, our boy group specialist, Shay, <laughs> how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. I'm excited to actually have girl groups on my list, but also probably argue with everyone else over everything.
0: <laughs> well, what's the purpose of a top 10 list if not to argue with people over things? You, you put arbitrary numbers so that arguments can happen. That's the rules. Um, And someone who understands that as well as anybody, Zach, our uh, girl group specialist. How are you doing, man?
3: I have been completely over my head.
0: (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we all in times like these? Um,
3: Oh, I'm not talking about generally. I'm talking about right now for this podcast.
0: (laughs) In this
1: moment. Fair. Fair enough. I was going to say, in these unprecedented times. (laughs) oh god
0: uh you know uh we've all been there and you know we all need uh, a nice break from uh the world as it stands sometimes and k-pop has been that for the four of us uh to varying degrees over the course of this past calendar year and, and i am the varying but yes it's, <laughs> and with that uh understanding and the return of the rough drafts podcast network Uh, I am very glad to be bringing the K-pop Shenanigans Best of 2021 Breakdown. The four of us have each picked ten songs over the course of the year that we really loved. In most cases These are singles that got at least a hundred thousand views on YouTube. There are notable exceptions that will be brought up when it comes up otherwise I've awarded points based on where people ranked them. We're going to start with the songs that were number 10 on people's lists. And we're going to work our way until we get to some of the songs that we all agree were just awesome. So we're going to start with the number 10 song on Shay's list, which is Bottom of the Ocean by Golden Child. (laughs) Shay, what do you love about Bottom of the
2: Ocean"? I just love when we're talking about escapism, this is pure escapism for me, because it's all in English by one of my favorite bands, Golden Child, and it's kind of, it's ridiculous. It doesn't really make any sense, but it makes me so happy. It kind of sounds like an old One Direction song, but weirdly dirtier in some ways, which both upset and makes me happy because i can't take it seriously and it just brings me joy every time i hear it it's my guilty pleasure it's a very cute
0: song having not heard it before you put it on the list (laughs) um i i can totally understand why it would get on there um and i gotta say i feel pretty similarly about my number 10 spot on the list uh which is love so sweet by cherry Bullet. i wouldn't call this one a guilty pleasure because i honestly think that this is uh, girl group k-pop uh, condensed into its purest form uh, it's it's such a cute and fun song that deserves more attention than it got it does a really good job of this kind of quiet restraint in its uh, production until the bridge which is just this explosion of joy and delight and uh, I love it I love the shh I love everything that they were bringing together um and it is my number 10 song of the year zach your number 10 song of the year was dun dun dance by oh my girl why did it hit your number 10 just
3: oh my girl has this really like they they get how to do these like cheery fun songs there's a reason why they've seem to have done a bunch of children's stuff as well, so there is kind of a bit of a gamble when you go to an Oh My Girl song is is this an actual single or is this something they did for a kid's show? But Dun Dun Dance just kind of is like fits nice and perfectly in that of it's not the most it's it's not the most exceptional song that they've done, but it does exactly what they do really well. You may hear me say that a few times about other songs on this list. <laughs> It's
0: very fair. It's a very fun song, and I, I totally see how it fought its way in. Uh, at the number nine spot on Kristen's list, we got What I Said by Victim. Kristen, why did this song mm-hmm. make your list?
1: So this top ten for me has been really surprising, as in the past I've been super into girl groups. But I think why What I Said is on this list and why I have quite a few boy groups on my list is this song. Like, this is probably one of the first boy group songs I heard this year that really brought me around on them. It's also, in my opinion, a great song. That's why it's on my list. But it hangs its hat on Jung Bin's rapping skills, and he kills it, in my opinion. When... I listened to a lot of K-pop this year and I heard a lot of kind of lackadaisical or so-so rap verses. And the rap verse in what I said is what makes the song for me. It is up there, in my opinion, with some of the best rap of the year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, It was in my 51 to 100. I ranked a full top 100 because I'm a crazy person. Uh, I will link to that in the description, as well as any other uh, list that people want to include uh, to give people a little bit more uh, insight on their stuff. It's a great song. Victon, very fun. Nice to see Victon doing uh, more things. Um, Shay, at the number nine spot, you had First by
2: Everglow. What stood out about First to you? Everglow? I really enjoy Everglow. This is not maybe my favorite song that they've done. But I'm also extremely aesthetic, and I just love the aesthetic that they bring to it. I love gas masks. I think it's a really fun song, especially since I have a pretty like narrow um, view of what I personally like from girl groups, and I thought this one was really fun. There's definitely other ones that on my list rank up higher, but I think they did a really good job. and. I just want more k-pop girls to go a bit harder like this that's
0: very fair um you know everglow at 85 or 90 percent is still one of the more fun groups to follow Uh, that's my story and i'm sticking to it Mm -hmm. um zach your number nine song of the year was we go by fromis9 Uh, what stood out to you about this one
3: it's uh, this is very... It's going to sound very similar to what I said about Oh My Girl. It's from us <laughs> doing the kind of song that they do well. I have trouble putting a real fine point on it. But if you like the songs that they do before, it is another good one in that style. Now, I will say the video does not make great background listening because... They have this weird conceit where the video is kind of them making a bunch of stuff on the computer and random, like, you know, like showing them almost making like the the album cover and the album and things. And then randomly in the middle of it, there's literally a phone call comes through on the computer. So the audio kind of drops out for a bit and it picks up later in the song. I have no idea what was going on there. But so I would say probably listen to it somewhere that's not the video. So you don't have that jarring experience of what the hell just happened.
0: That is fair. We will have both YouTube and Spotify <laughs> players, so depending on how you prefer to take it in, uh, we've got your back. Number eight on Kristen's list, Stalker by Third Eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Kristen,
0: why did you put the song on your list?
1: So there are, there are many reasons, and like Shay said, I'm also very aesthetic. I love this video. The aesthetic is exactly my thing. The girls are fantastic, and this is the big thing that actually pertains to the music, which is what the list is based on. Um, They know how to sustain one's interest with a melody and to build to a satisfying climax. For me, I find some K-pop songs, some groups kind of come so strong out of the gate that they have nowhere to go. There's nowhere to build to. It's all at a 10. And I think Stalker is such a beautiful example of a song that starts off a little restrained, a little held back and builds up to that 10. And that's why I love it.
0: It's a great song. I. It broke my heart that I couldn't find room for it in my own top 10. So I am glad that you found a place for it. Uh, number eight on Shay's list. Paranoia by Kang Daniel. Shay, mm-hmm. uh, what did you like the most about this song?
2: I was surprised that Kang Daniel's on my list because I was never a one one fan. And when I went to Korea, he was everywhere. So I kind of got a little annoyed by seeing his face. But I really, <laughs> really like this song. I just love the aesthetic of the, it. I love how kind of like sultry it sounds because I want more sultry boys. And uh, there's just like... The melody and this is the kind of song that I would love to dance to. And it, in a way, it sort of reminds me of like Minnow's body. I just, I love the sound that he creates and I would hope to see him do more things like this.
0: King Daniel has really uh, grown on me more and more every year uh, Mm -hmm. because of production, like what we got in Paranoia. Um, I agree with you completely. And I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes next. Uh, Number seven on Kristen's list, Feel Like by Woods. Kristen, what do you yeah. like about Feel Like?
1: So this is a weird one. I didn't think it was going to stay on my top 10. It was in my top 20. Um, this, I think, has been a year for a lot of what I call vibe songs. Vibe songs have been really heavy in 2021 in my opinion from what I listen to and I think it fulfills the role of a mood song like to a T it, it keeps your interest throughout there's enough change within the song itself while still maintaining the mood and it also gives me shades of the arctic monkeys who i was obsessed with in 2014 and the sick electric guitar just it feels sexy is that weird to say that a song just feels sexy not at all this is it. not at mean. all
2: isn't this, this a is it, song I love, do? that's what i want all of the songs that i listen to to do personally <laughs> yeah that
0: guitar is not only sexy but may be responsible for the best two seconds in k-pop for the year absolutely um, I I didn't value the song quite as highly overall, but that two seconds, when the guitar first comes in,
1: 10 out of 10 moment. Incredible. The guitar. It's like just a rush of dopamine.
0: Yeah, absolutely worth your time.
1: Another song
0: that is absolutely worth your time, the number seven song on Zach's list, Zombie by Purple Kiss. Zach, what do you like about Zombie?
3: I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot, but just this song is weirdly fun to listen to i did not know what to expect because purple kiss kind of debuted last year i think they had some pre-debut thing in 2020 but i didn't catch that at all and pre-debut and debut and dear god just figure out just 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 start when you actually start but (laughs) one of the things that i love about this is since we since somebody else has opened the floodgates to it is the video of it this is this kind of bright, cheery thing of these girls who are very clearly zombies, and they're, make, they're eating all these brains, but they look like they're cake brains, and it's just, it's just goofy in a way that's like, they're having way too much fun with eating everyone's brains, and I just enjoy it. It is the happiest song
0: about zombies that I have ever heard in my life, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun, uh, to be sure. Uh, another song that I would say is a lot of fun is my number six song of the year which was Door by Kwon Yunbi. Uh, Yunbi is so talented, and that this is a debut is wild to me. The just sheer talent on display here is uh, incredible to watch. Uh, it's a very fun song. I love the horns. I love the big band energy. And the pre-chorus to the chorus transition is just perfect. Uh, it is Uh, everything I want in that kind of uh, female soloist song. It was a trend that we saw a few artists take a crack at. And while it wasn't my favorite version of that song, we'll get to that in just a moment, it was one of my favorite songs of the year very easily. Shay, your number five song was No Diggity by One Us. What did you like about
2: this song? I love 1us. I saw them in concert. They're really really fun and this is one of the songs that quite honestly I don't like the name of because I think it sounds silly in that silly k-pop way but it is one of the I love this album as a whole and No Diggity I think is so fun. I love blasting k-pop in my car with my windows down and this is one of the ones I definitely do with it. I think it has such high energy and as most things. I'm super aesthetic. I love the video. It does affect my rankings for things because I'm a very visual person. But I just love seeing boys just have fun and just kind of go crazy. That's why I love it.
0: Very fair. 1us had a great year. I may, in fact, be talking about another 1us song very soon. Um, But before that, I need to talk about my number five song of the year, uh, which was coined by IU. Uh, that teaser about uh, my favorite version of that kind of jazzy, fun song didn't have to wait for that one very long. It's this one. IU is just the queen of K-pop for a reason. Uh, her verse construction is just so good. There's the, the repetition element of it that adds this uh, really smoothness to the whole thing. She carries herself very well. There's a confidence. There's just this um, mastery... Of the craft that is on display throughout "Coin," that I fell in love with and continue to fall in love with every time I listen to that song. Now we're gonna get to the first song that is on two people's list. This song was number ten on Kristen's list and number six on Zach's list, and that would be "Easy" by WJSN the Black. Kristen, what did you love about "Easy"?
1: Okay, so my book, this works as such a great, like, mood vibe song. Not quite in the same way that Feel Like does. This is the totally laid-back, chill version of it. And I think WJSN The Black made the best version of this song this past year. It's effortless. It keeps my interest all the way through. And it's so good and it's i'm so glad that we're seeing dub w- i feel like i've never paid attention to wjsn before there were multiple songs in my top 100 by wjsn and the subgroups this being one of them i'm very pleased I'm very pleased with what we're seeing from them this past year and i hope we see more of them this year
3: since wjsn is a mouthful to say all the time i will just refer to them as cosmic girls but this one Easy has their very ethereal sound that I found myself like I wasn't sold on them until they got to their song. Save me, save you. Something about that just completely changed in my mind. And they've been one of my favorite for this. The very ethereal sound that they have mm-hmm. in their things. And this song manages to bring that along with a, I guess I would call it smoother sound that it just it works so well in this. And also, they had a really good year because this is a subgroup, and I guess I'm kind of cheating on the only one song per group with that, but you may be hearing from me about them again.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit of a fudge, but a fudge I'm happy to make because Easy was, uh, again, a song that easily could have made my top 10. Um, I, I think it's wonderful and smooth and really, really well performed. Um, my number four song of the year is the 1-us song that most captured me, which would be Luna. Um, 1-us, in my opinion, had the best year of all boy groups. Uh, They had three songs that I put in my top 50. Um, Just really consistent bangers, you you know, time and time again. And this was a song that really showed, uh, again, a mastery in the craft that I just found really impressive. The more I listened to it, the more I appreciated the little touches and the, uh, the string instruments that are are used as kind of the backbone of, of certain parts of the production. Um, the choruses all build on each other. Uh, each one kind of adds something new, some more you know bigger element, some different approach that lets it all stand out and it, it all builds beautifully over the course of the song. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And I, I thought it was, uh, of all the boy group songs this year, it was the one that kept slowly but surely climbing up the ranks until it got uh, about as high uh, as any boy group song had the potential to get, given how strongly I feel about the three other songs uh, that we will get to later on this list. Shay, your yes. number four song was Hate That by Key featuring Young. Oh my gosh. What did you like about this?
2: <laughs> I love this song. I usually don't like slower songs, quite honestly, but I love this one. This one for me is more of a vibe song. I can actually listen to it on repeat, which is unusual for most things. I like a lot of my songs to be more bangers, more like. I just like when things go hard, but this is just. It's so pretty. They sound. Their voices go really nicely together, and I think it's one of the ones where. I was surprised that this was my favorite from that album but uh, there's something about it that just really captures me and just it's just it makes me really appreciate key as a vocalist which is something that i yes um didn't because a lot i feel bad but i listen to a lot of sm and they have not had the best track record on having great rappers and I think that Key's newest album really made me appreciate him more as a musical artist. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: You're going to be hearing my thoughts on Key shortly. Um, But uh, first, we need to get to the number three songs. I found this very funny. Uh, Of all of the different rankings, uh, there was only one spot that nobody had a song appear elsewhere on somebody's list everyone's number three song is completely unique (laughs) which is kind of wild i have no idea why that's the one Um, but that is how that worked out so Kristen, let's start with your number three song of the year which was make it by 2pm
1: okay make it this was really interesting 2pm has been around for over a decade and you know i am still not well versed at all in the in k-pop history the older groups this was my first introduction to them and i thought that this was an amazing introduction for me and a stunning comeback these guys know exactly what they're doing they are so self-assured and confident in their performances there's no rushing they're just it's like they cradle the song and they're like yes we're going to do this. We're going to do it to the best of our abilities. And they just did the damn thing.
0: They really did.
1: It was a That's, That sounds very oh, amorphous, so but it's just like, <laughs> it's how they handled it. It's their treatment of it. They are seasoned professionals. They deserve to be here in 2009, and they deserve to be here in 2021. Still making absolutely fantastic songs.
0: There was a trend of some of these older boy groups Mm -hmm. coming back now that people have finished military service. And I was thankful for all of them. Uh, And we'll get to another example of them uh, coming up soon enough. Uh, But first, my number three song of the year was I Don't Know You Anymore by Eric Nam. Uh, This one is almost entirely because of the, uh, the lyrics and just the performance. Eric Nam is a very good singer. Uh, And he really sells every ounce of this song. This is probably the one that fits in the most with like what US pop is doing nowadays. Like it's very much the style that you see more there than necessarily what we're seeing in larger trends in K-pop in general. Um, But it's really nice to see a breakup song that doesn't blame the other person. It, It has in the chorus, you know, maybe it's not anyone's fault. Maybe this just happens sometimes and people disconnect and it hurts and you have to move on anyway and I think that that's a really fine line to hit and I really love the way he did so I I just I I think it's a really well done song and a song that really connected with me personally and I uh really glad that I found it the number three song on your list Shay was tomorrow yes. by Chaniel tell me about
2: tomorrow. I Adore this song. This one I kept hearing again and again because Daniel is actually my girlfriend, one of my girlfriend's favorite uh, K-pop stars. But I really like the song in a weird way. It's similar to me how I feel about "Hate That" from Ki and Taehyung. It is a slower song. I just it is kind of melancholy that really gets to me. And as my Spotify playlist, wrapped told me I really like confident and angsty songs. So there's just this like, it's right before you went to the military and there's this kind of soft melancholy feel about it. It sounds like I'd love to hear to someone like busking this, so can but ah, I, this is another thing I could just listen to on repeat that just makes me sad. And also like in that like pleasant way, which is hard for me to explain, but I think it's a really great song.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, Glad it connected with you as well as it did. Uh, Zach, your number eight song of the year was Unnatural by WJSN. Uh, what did you love about Unnatural?
3: I feel like I have, I've used, I, when they last came up, when I last talked about Cosmic Girls, I guess that tease didn't take too long to pay off. I talked about <laughs> that there's this ethereal feeling that they have to their songs. And I think I can best explain that as well. Look in the name, Cosmic Girls. It feels like the song is taking you to another place and this one is the is one of the songs that has does the best at having that particular feeling to it it's a sol- it's a really solid song the whole way through but especially towards the end and i it's hard to put my finger on exactly where the point is but there is one spot where the song it doesn't change entirely but it becomes just a different version of itself and it feels so much like it's taking you somewhere else And since this is the entire group and not just a subgroup of it, it feels more, it's more like a distilled version of exactly what they are and what all their other songs have been. And I just, like I said, a while ago, I went from not caring about them to loving them in a single song. And it's just, it's just them keeping this up, keeping this going really, really well.
0: It's a really fun song. I had in my 21 to 50 range, but uh, very easily could have uh, climbed higher and higher. It's just very fun. Um, Another song that I found to be a lot of fun and that Kristen also found to be a lot of fun, Outsider by BTOB. I had it number seven on my list. Kristen had it number six on her list. Um, I really liked it, uh, you know, despite my top 10 list being uh, more uh, female and solo artist oriented than maybe my overall list might be. I thought boy groups really dominated the year. 27 of my top 100 songs were boy groups, which has never happened to me before. And a lot of that was these K-pop veterans returning. Uh, and BTOB has a style and elegance and a flair that works out really well. I think the concept is great. The idea of you know, the you know, wanting to be the outsider that stands out is perfect for a song like this. And I think the video is a ton of fun. You can just tell that all of them were like, man, this is the video I really want to make when I can finally make music again. And instead of picking one of them, they just said yes. So we get the zombies, we get the explosions, we get the... It's it's ridiculous and very fun. And mm-hmm. I'm very glad to have BTOB back in our worlds. What about you, Kristen?
1: Yeah, I I think you said it very well. It's an It's an older boy group and the talent is just like brimming and I the video so much fun loved it I found the song incredibly catchy and I think one of the through lines for a lot of these songs on my list and something I'm really enjoying seeing in k-pop that is done so well here is musical is the musical accompaniment like the horn is it a I'm going to call it a tuba. I don't know if it's a tuba, but tuba (laughs) in my K-pop favorites, it's better than you think it is. And it's this thing at the beginning, it struck me as odd but catchy and it just wormed its way into my brain. It was, it has a hold on me and it's just something I love to sing along to in my car and have that tuba going. Absolutely incredible production to Mm -hmm. be sure shay yes number two song of
0: the year uh tied with outsider at nine points oh would be lose by wanho what do you love about this song
2: i love wanho so much (laughs) which i know is not the whole song but i wanho is so talented it made me really really sad when he left Monster X who was my favorite group but experience he is my favorite member of that group but he's put out so much music it's insane I really love to see now that he has a chance he's making so much music I think this is a really fun song. video is fantastic I think I support him in every way that I can but I just think it's such a fun song he looks and sounds fantastic it's good to dance to. I just can't wait to see everything else that he does. And I'm just going to cut myself off there.
0: <laughs> it's very fair. I loved this song as well. Um, I, Wan Ho, in my opinion, his best song to date, I, I had it in my 21 to 50 range. And I can absolutely see why you'd fall in love with it. So my number two song of the year was Bad Love by Key. Uh, I fell in love with this song. The moment the percussion hit in the introduction and the synth starts playing, it's just all of the things I love. Um, it, impeccable production as far as I'm concerned. His voice is incredible. He sells everything so well. I love the way that the bridge connects things with this kind of lighter energy to it before everything starts kicking back in for bad love. I The, the chorus, and I just... Ugh, oh, I, I i love this song in, in my opinion it is the best quote unquote song of the year which does not mean it's my number one song of the year it is only number two but i from a construction standpoint from a like what does it mean to be a good pop song standpoint it is perfect i have no flaws i have no complaints i just think the song is really really good another song that is really really good uh, and appeared on two of our podcast members' lists, uh, would be Perfect World by Twice. Zach, you had it at number eight. Kristen, you had it at number five. Zach, what did you love about Perfect?
3: You know what's an amazing thing about Twice? They can put out four <laughs> songs that I don't like, and yet they still manage to get a song in my top ten, because they are the most ridiculously productive K-pop group I've seen. And this one is... I've, I struggle to describe it because it's kind of like nothing else that they've done. I can't think of another song that makes a great comparison to it. I love when groups try something different, especially because, you know, Twice is seventh year. You know, their seventh anniversary is, yeah, coming up towards the end of this year. They've been around a while and they're still finding different sounding things to do. And just, I, I'm just so glad that there was one of them in all of this. It's like for a while it was seeming like, oh, there's a bit of a, you know, yeah, they're not doing quite what I'd like out of them, but this, this one's just, this one's just really good. I just really enjoy it.
1: Yeah. To me, this is like my quintessential girl group song. This has the style, the sound, the production that I love. It, that speaks to me. Um, you know, twice, twice has been very busy. It's like the antithesis of Blackpink. I'm just really glad that they are still around because I feel like I feel similarly to you, Zach, that there have been a few letdowns from Twice and this just absolutely raised the bar when it comes to what I expect from them. And I really hope that this song is a renaissance for them and that we see even better things this year in 2022 from them.
0: I mean, That's the thing about Twice, right, is they do so many things so well that even if they do something that isn't geared specifically for you, they've got something else in the bank. Yeah, it's already. like, just
1: wait, just wait, you, you're coming up
0: next. Coming up next, by the way, the double digits, every song we're talking about from this point forward was ranked high enough on people's lists to get as many or more points than just hitting number one on the year would. And these next two songs are songs that were uh, number one of the year uh, for their respective people. We will start with me. My number one song of the year is A Bit Tipsy by Yuha. I, I had not listened to much from Yuha before this. I honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I, I was doing uh, K-pop hangs with Kristen the entire year uh, and really being glued in, this probably never would have crossed my radar. It wasn't particularly popular. but. I love this song. I just everything about it. Her voice is wonderful. You know exactly what she's singing about without having to look up the lyrics. It it is this song about those little moments with uh, a crush and the happiness that can bring the messiness that can bring all, you know, just getting that that little bit of drunk together right before you send that text. Uh, hoping that they're going to respond. It's really well done. The hiccup at the end, <laughs> perfect. I just, I, I love this song. Uh, unabashedly uh, obsessed. I will be listening to it far beyond 2021. And I, uh, if, it, if it passed you by because it didn't get on a lot of people's radars, I highly recommend uh, that you give it a listen because she deserves so much more attention than she's gotten for it just really really well done. Another song that's really really well done and Shay's number 1 song of the year would be Gambler by Monster X. Shay, why is this oh, your song of the year?
2: I love Monster X. This is I thought that it is so well. Everyone looks so confident. It's one of my favorite songs since one whole left because I know there's definitely a period where I was like this is really hard because I really like both they're one of my favorite bands, but I still have that kind of like, I don't even know, baggage around it. And I think this is fantastic. I love Kehan doing his thing. I love the rap rose. Juhan sounds fantastic. The video is really fun. I listen to this one over and over. It's just it brings me so much joy. And I just think everything is put together so well. I love the random English in it. And ah, oh, Just everything in this song comes together just right for me. And I knew it had to be my number one for the year.
0: It's very good. It was my 21 to 50, but I can totally see why it would be your number one. Why it'd be anyone's number one. Turns out Monster X real good at this whole K-pop thing. Another group that's really good at this whole K-pop thing, Loco by Itzy, got 11 points. It got two from me. I had it at number nine on my list, Zach. You had it at number two on your list, so I will go first here. Itzy has always been a group that's been hit and miss for me. Uh, Anyone who's listened to the podcast in the past will know that there are songs of theirs that I really love, and there are songs of theirs that just never click. This one really hit. The chorus is a blast. The production elevates everything going on. The guitar in the second verse, fire. 10 out of 10, really well done, really well performed. I'm a big fan of Loco. What about you, Zach?
3: Itzy had just has become one of my favorite groups, like pretty much from, like almost from their debut song, but definitely since Icy, they have been one of my favorite groups. And I feel like something that, that there was, I did feel like something for a little bit. They had um, in the songs, Not Shy and, oh my God, I can never remember how you're supposed to say the other one because it's half in Korean, half in English, kind of. But the, <laughs> uh, the Mafia in the Morning, I think is like the, If you were to try and read that whole thing out either way they felt a little bit off in there i liked both of those songs but something felt a little bit off but this feels like they're right back into what it was that just grabbed me about icy and wannabe this is what they do best and they've taken almost their early their first few songs felt like you were smashing things together that almost didn't quite fit but this feels the same as that just without any of the jarring weird transitions that some of their earlier songs had this is Almost, almost perfectly aimed at me. We'll get to that later.
0: Yes, we absolutely will. (laughs) But first, we need to talk about a song that made both your and Shay's list, which would be (laughs) Odd Eye by Dreamcatcher. Shay, you had Odd Eye at number six. Zach, you had Odd Eye at number four. So we will start with you, Shay. What did you love about Odd
2: Eye? I had gotten a little bit out of Dreamcatcher in the more recent years. But this really brought me back. I just, it reminds me really what I love about them. I love how, like, it honestly makes me think of, like, oh, yes, I would hear this, like, fantasy and, like, fantasy horror. I want so much more of that in my K pop. Mm -hmm. I think they're one of, like, for me, I think of them as one of, like, the original ones to do it. And it's, they always show up. They look fantastic. They sound fantastic. I love Dami's rap. I just, it's like, if the song itself is, really like aesthetic for me and I just I love it
3: Yeah. So in older episodes of the podcast, I remember one time basically filing a grievance against Dreamcatcher that I felt like, oh, they had started really, really heavy and really hard in the horror. And then they kind of went in another direction. And around Deja Vu, it clicked with me of, oh, this is what they are now. And Odd Eye is them continuing to do that really, really well. And, you know, Dreamcatcher, because they have the more horror, the more rock sound, it's like it appeals to me much more. And this is just them doing what they do so well. Like, it's one of those things where it's, it's almost, it's basically not a question of if Dreamcatcher will be on my list, but which of their songs will it be? <laughs> They're just that consistent for being aimed at me. Again, not quite perfectly. We will get there. And I will make this a running joke for as long as humanly possible. But we'll get there.
0: You'll get there sooner rather than later. But first, we need to talk about a song that I loved and Kristen adored, <sighs> which would be What Type of X by Jesse. This was my number eight song of the year. This was Kristen's number one song of the year. I thought it was the best rap song of the year. I will be honest, I didn't think the K-rap was as sharp this year as it had been in previous years. There was not a got A Day or Day Ta that I really grabbed me and stayed with me in the same way that other songs did. But the one who got the closest was undoubtedly Jessie. She's always been talented, but this is the production style that I really enjoy. There is confidence oozing out of every part of the song. It is a very fun song to sing along to if you're in the shower, or just have a moment to yourself if you just need that pick-me-up. I thought she did a really excellent job, and I'm very glad to have a Jessie song that I liked as much as I like this one, after all this time. What about you, Kristen?
1: Yeah, so I did put this as my number one. I knew from my first listen of this song that it would be in my top 10. And I have listened to this song so much over the past year. Like, it has not budged. I always knew it's going to be in my top ten. And I think it's that, staying power. And also, you know, the theme of this year. We're not going to get heavy, but like, this is the ultimate fuck you song. And I needed it. And it is perfect. It is exactly what I want in that kind of song. And it's what I needed to belt out this year. Jessie is the goat. She's fantastic. I love this song so much. It's so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just make <laughs> unintelligible noises at it.
0: It's really well done. It's a it's great rap song. If you haven't heard it yet, make sure you do the thing. The song that is tied with it for the second most amount of points that any song got on this list would be Ring Ring by Rocket Punch. Zach... You had it at number five on your list. Kristen, you had it at number four. Zach, what do you love about this
3: song? So you remember this thing where I've been saying that something is perfectly aimed at me? We're not there yet. <laughs> in fact, in a lot of ways, this song is the this song has a lot of elements that kind of are might not be the thing. Like it's got a lot of the song, especially the intro, but it's got a very almost disco-inspired sound to it that normally is not my thing. But It manages, the video looks really good. It manages to just be so much fun that they win me over, despite there being quite a few elements in this that I'm like, you know, most of the time in songs that I hear this, I'm not a big fan of it, but you did something right. I'm not sure what the something is. I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe, Kristen, maybe you have a better idea as to what exactly it is that wins me over on this. Or just what
1: wins it over with you? I am intrigued that you you call it disco because to me this was a callback to like 80s synth personally i did not get disco i got 80s synth and this was a very tough choice between two excellent songs by rocket punch um the other being bubble up um but i just think that what this was trying to do was a little bit more specific a little bit more unique And still felt perfectly like Rocket Punch. They didn't have to sacrifice any of their charm, their fun. And they didn't devote themselves wholly to the 80s nod. It was just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to listen to. And that's why it's on my list. It's a very fun song. And I am mad that I couldn't find a place
0: for it in my top 10 because it was very much up there. But now, the time has come. We are talking about the number one song of the year, according to the K-pop shenanigans podcast. This song was on not one, not two, but three different lists. That would be Poison by Pink Fantasy. Shay, you had this as your number seven song. Kristen, you had it at your number two. And Zach, As the people at home probably figured out by all those incredibly subtle teasers you've been leaving throughout, (laughs) uh, this was your number one. So let's start with Shay. Shay, what did you like about Poison?
2: I love this because it does remind me of older Dreamcatcher. I think it's super fun. It also gives me some throwbacks to one of my favorite groups that didn't do anything after one, really, called Queen Bees. I just love the kind of, like, they go hard. It kind of, it's in a way nostalgic for me, reminds me of some old K-pop, but I just, I'm excited to see what happens next. I love this trend of doing this more kind of dark stuff, which I usually mostly think of boy groups doing, and I love it when they do it. I just think it's a lot of fun. I'm very excited to see what happens next. And I also just love that one of the main singers has a really cute short haircut, and I hope she doesn't (laughs) change that.
1: So... This was a tough choice and it had serious competition from Dreamcatcher, but Poison won out because I felt like it was the most successful group at combining the, let's call it, rock slash metal slash screamo sound while integrating it seamlessly into a K-pop song. It doesn't feel ham-fisted or jarring. With Pink Fantasy, it just, they merge beautifully together. I felt like when I was struggling to put the top 10 together, I listened to this song and listened to the Dreamcatcher songs that I was considering. And this just, it had that just a little bit extra, a little bit more oomph. I think that the juxtaposition between the metal and the pop was just so well balanced and it's absolutely amazing.
3: So I had the experience with this song Because yes, this is finally paying off my oh-so-subtle running gag of something perfectly aimed at me. That this song, less than a minute in, I knew it was going to be my number one song of the year, barring some sort of miracle, which did not happen. But this song is basically okay. Let's take a K-pop girl group. Let's throw. Let's make it really. Let's make this really heavy. This is about the first time I've run into something in this general realm. Like, I don't even think I would have called any of Dreamcatcher songs metal. I don't think any of them went quite as heavy as that. But this one, this one feels like that. And just, it hit me so perfectly from the moment it got going. I mean, I just, they started, Pink Fantasy got close to this with their earlier song, Fantasy. And at the time, I remember being really glad that it was like, okay, here we go. We've got, you know, somebody it's like okay, like Dreamcatcher is becoming a thing. And Pink Fantasy is picking picking it up here and I have one qualm about the song. One qualm. The only thing is I feel like the transition at the be- towards the beginning, there's a transition between them and the another and another vocalist, I don't know who he is from somewhere else. He does a lot more Closer to screamy, growly type things. It's not the smoothest transition. It should absolutely be there. The transition's maybe not as smooth as it could be, but come on, I'm nitpicking at this point. I love this song. I had it at a point earlier this year where it popped into my head, and for a moment, I actually forgot that it was a K-pop song. I thought, wait, did this come up in some of the Japanese metal I'd been listening to? I honestly just completely forgot this was a K-pop song that sounds like this and not just straight up done by a metal group. Good freaking job. I'm so happy
0: with where Pink Fantasy has gone as a group. I, My only regret is that the list could only be kept to 10 songs because I would have loved to give Pink Fantasy some love myself. Uh, but I'm glad that you all did. It is absolutely worthy of being the number one song of K-pop shenanigans. So with that all said and done, there are still plenty of songs that we all want to talk about. And those of you who have listened to K-pop shenanigans in the past know that when we have things that we want to talk about and not nearly enough time. We get the 60 second timer on the clock and give each person a chance to rapid fire discuss the things that really stood out to them. Uh, We're going to go in alphabetical order, which means I get to go first. I am going to start the timer right now. Uh, Vamos by Omega X, best sample of the year. Halls of the Mountain King plus K-Pop, inject it into my goddamn veins. Don't Teach Me by Ailee. Ailee has one of the best voices in all of K-pop today. The style is so fun. And I, look, powerful woman telling off an insignificant man is a genre I will always be able to get behind. Uh, <laughs> you Mad by Bobby. Uh, best rap verse of the year. Um, the second verse when he starts picking up his measure and doubling it twice. Brilliant. Well done, Bobby. Uh, Summertime by Hotfell. Uh Finally understand why people love Hotfelt. All it took is for them to go back to some trends that I loved about American pop in 2016 and made a song that's really well done. Her voice, incredible. Excalibur by Kingdom. Incredible, majestic, bombastic. Love everything about it. Keep going, Kingdom. Uh, And finally, Dum Dum by Somi. That was the last cut. Such a fun song. Uh, Can't say enough about it. Uh, Just really sad that we couldn't go to 11. That's my time. So. Oh my god. Kristen. Oh my god. You've got I'm stressing. a lot on your list, I know. So I wish you the best with it. I know. We are gonna start the timer. The time starts now.
1: Excalibur was by Kingdom was my last cut, and it was it was fantastic, I love it, but not enough connective tissue between the amazing bits. Need Owe by Lauren is just like the the angsty little thing that tween me would absolutely love, and I still love it. Spider by Hoshi, absolutely amazing. I'm excited. Uh, Paranoia by Kang Daniel. Shay is absolutely right. You Can't Sit With Us by Sunmi. Um, So boppy and fun. Advice by Taman. also awesome. Uh, This is very difficult. Ping Pong" by Hyuna and Dawn is so weird, but they also have great chemistry in the video. It's my my weird pick. Coin by IU, just so lovely and she is so flawless. I love her so much um take a picture nizzy you incredibly fun love it perfume by Yubin is so breathy and ethereal Um uh, first by everglow also amazing i love everglow that's very gonna much. be the
0: timer right there did,
1: <laughs> that's you good did your best chris you went a lot Ooh. more you got
0: through more of the list than i yeah bought. you got a good lot video.
1: yeah I, I just kind of it was going off the dome there i didn't have written notes. i i respect it shay
0: are you ready Great. Sure. Your
2: time starts now. I would just say Outsider from B2B is really good. I wish it could have made it on my list, but I didn't have time. I also really love Jessie. I'm so glad that she's really picking it up this year. All of One Us this year. Fantastic. Make it by 2 p.m. 2 p.m. is fantastic. I'm so glad that they're all coming back from the military and sound and are incredible. And Bad Love by Key, if I could have two songs by Key on my list, I totally would, because it's really, really good. Actually, so have extra time <laughs> we can call it
0: there if you want to call it there cool <laughs> no, no problem
2: uh zach
0: shay left 30 seconds on the timer i know that there are only two songs that you have on your list but one of them is labeled in a way that i have been excited to find out more about since we started planning this podcast are you ready my friend
3: all right let's go in this so the 11th song on my list was Like It Hot by GWSN or Girls in the Park. They're really fun. You know, again, like a lot of the ones low on my list. It's a fun song doing what they do best. This is also where I apologize for my list because, look, I didn't pay attention to K-pop really well in 2021, so my list is a little shallow. Apologies for that, but whatever. The thing that I know Chase wants me to get to, and I'm kind of teasing it out a bit here, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this one, is... A kind of number 12 on my list, though I have labeled it as Under Duress, <laughs> is the song Bonnie and Clyde by Yuki. This song is on the list because when I, when uh, when we actually started putting this thing together, I was like, okay, I need to put together a top 10. Let's sit down, try to start figuring it out. Somebody else in my apartment who will remain nameless said, oh, so is Bonnie and Clyde on the list? And I'm like, okay, sure sure it'll go on the list it'll go on the list
0: (laughs) and there it did well done everyone uh great that is a podcast thank you everyone for listening we hope that you enjoyed our comeback as much as we enjoyed making it the hope is that we're going to be recording episodes more often months a month maybe i got to talk to the rest of the co-hosts before i commit them to anything but uh know that we will be watching Uh, This space, we will have more content coming soon, TMCR. Of course, you will also be able to find this feed on the Rough Drafts Podcast Network, uh, which has four shows that will be going starting next month. Um, If you like uh, what we do here, you might also like Steam Cleaners, the show where uh, my co-host Walter and I talk about video games, or Final Cut, which is where Walter and I talk about movies. Of course, you can find all of us on various social media channels. Kristen, where can the nice people at home find you?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> they can find me on Twitter at K I guess I should make myself public now. Yeah, I should do that. I have an Instagram, K I don't really. Yeah, those are those are the places I am. I have a really unusual last name. It's easy to find me.
2: Awesome. Shay, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram under Shabom. I do a lot of art, and I've been working on doing more live 2D rigging.
3: Awesome. And Zach? I probably should have thought about this beforehand.
2: <laughs> Honestly, people could
3: find me mostly studying and working and things, and my public internet presence has dropped to essentially zero. So I could tell you what my Twitter account is, but I never post anything. So what's the point? <laughs>
0: uh you know what's the point of social media in general you know if we're gonna if we're gonna extrapolate there but look uh if you want to follow me personally at chase walsenar on twitter if you want to follow this pod in specific at k-pop shenanigan no s still mad that somebody took k-pop shenanigans but uh (laughs) k-pop shenanigan is indeed ours and of course if you want to follow everything that the rough drafts podcast network is doing You can find that at Rough Drafts Pod. We will be back at a time that we have yet to determine. But until then, goodbye, Internet. Bye.
3: I normally say goodnight, but it's way too early for that. So never mind.